You're listening to a message from Highway Church with Joey Roberts. Enjoy. Give a big, fat New England welcome to our brother, Mr. Joey Roberts, who came all the way from Fort Worth. Joey, let me get you. Can we have uh, that stand over here, Dennis? You don't have to sit down. It's there if you want to. We're going to be just flowing here. Uh, I just want to acknowledge this guy. We've had the privilege of knowing Joey a little over a year now. Can you put that on there? Awesome. What else? You want your Bible to your left or right? Oh, it don't matter. Doesn't matter. Put that there. Got all my Bibles on me. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Um. And Joey, if you could just hold that mic relatively. Yes, sir. Within maybe 12 inches is good. Yes, sir. See on, see on, guys? Awesome. But Joey, we're so thankful for you, man. Man, uh, I'm thankful for y'all. I love this place. Wow. I like this guy. And, and you're growing. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Amen. God's so good. It was, was June or July. What was it? July, June when you were here last? I think June. Somewhere in there, June, yeah. yeah. 25th, yeah. maybe. And uh, But Joey, just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the word um, well i'm married to a superwoman <laughs> uh, my, my wife uh, kirsten uh, sends her love she would love to be here uh, but had other obligations uh this week and uh but she just texted me a few minutes ago and said to tell everyone hello and she wishes uh that she could be here but uh i uh, i'm joey roberts uh I am a traveling uh, minister. I pastored for a time uh, up in northern New Hampshire for about seven years. I pastored the uh, Dream Center of northern New Hampshire uh, under the leadership of um, Matthew Barnett's ministry out in California. Um, My pastors are about an hour from here at International Family Church, pastors Jonathan and Verna Del Turco. They've been my pastors since forever. uh, this year, I'm celebrating 21 years in ministry, awesome. and uh, amen, and uh, very, very uh, excited um, and just honored to, to get to be doing uh, the work of the kingdom right before Jesus returns, amen. and uh, I believe with all my heart that every person in the body of Christ has a part to play, whether mm. you're two years old or 102 years old, uh, we've all got gifts that God wants to use for his glory right before Jesus returns. And so um, I'm a Jesus guy. Yeah, you are. Amen. Uh, I play the harmonica from time to time. Uh, I've been known to sing a little bit. Uh, But, yeah, uh, a little bit about me. Uh, Well, that's a little bit about me. That's good. That's what you asked for. Yeah, and you you did it. You did it. Um, We're going to minister life to you. And, you know, at Highway Church, you're one of the things we talk about a lot is uh, that Jesus never came to establish a religion, but to bring us into a relationship Amen. with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's a, a simple thing, but boy, it's amazing how uh, you can become removed from that and get into a system mm-hmm. of traditions and ideas and never experience Jesus wow. like he wants to be known, never taste and experience him yeah. in your daily life. Mm-hmm. So our relationship with Jesus, we say this regularly at Highway Church, is it's built on three things. And first of all, who he is and who he really is, not my version of, of Jesus or Joey's version of Jesus or your version of Jesus, yeah. but the real Jesus. 
Yes. So who he is, then what he's done for us, and then who we are in Christ. And it never ceases to amaze me how those three truths cover every area of life yeah. and solve every problem. Amen. You know? If you will grow in the knowledge simply of who he really is and what he's done for you and who you are now in him, yeah. every problem solved it really is. Amen. And uh, I don't know of anything better to grow in the knowledge of than those three things. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. Let's start with who he is. And uh, Joey, what do you think? What's the difference between my version of Jesus, your version of Jesus? And Probably not much. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you, how'd you come up with your version of Jesus? Uh, one day, uh, Jesus was sitting with the disciples, and uh, he said, uh, who do men say that I am? And uh, different disciples chimed in. They said, some believe you're so-and-so. Come back to life. Some believe that uh, you're a prophet. Uh, others say you're a really good man. And he turns to Peter and he says, who do you say that I am? And without any hesitation, Peter says, thou art the Christ, yeah. the son of the living God. Yep. And you know, Christ isn't uh, Jesus' last name. It wasn't uh, Mary's last name. It wasn't Joseph's last name. But Christ, and it's not even a title. Christ is what Jesus is. Yeah. Christ is the anointing. So Jesus' name uh, literally translated, uh, Jesus Christ is the anointed one. And the anointing is, is burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. Yes. That's what Christ literally means. It means anointing or burden-removing, yoke-destroying power. So Jesus, meaning the anointed one, mm. when you put those together, it's the mm. anointed one and his burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. Jesus literally is God's power in flesh form. Mm. It, here's the really cool part of that. 1 John 4, 17, a scripture written to you and me directly. It says that as he is, so are we right now yes. in this earth. That means we are, to be a Christian means we are little Christ. Yes means we are anointed ones, yes. empowered by God. Yes. And so I, I guess, just to put it uh, plainly, who is Jesus to me? He's just like you and just like me. Yep. When yep. people, you know, last night we, uh, I got off on a rabbit trail uh, speaking to the young people, but it, I, I believe that um, getting to know who he is uh, reveals to me who I am. That's right. I find him first in, in this book, mm -hmm. his word. He's in all 66 books. They're all about him. They're all for him. In fact, everything is about him and for him. He is not a life. He is the life. Yes. And so when we find him in here, that's the first step. But then all of a sudden we see ourselves in him in here. And bring it up. Yeah, that, this is so good. You're holding up your Bible. So in the New Testament, we've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. We've got the first five books of the New Testament. Yes. And one thing that I say here regularly, and uh, if you're here for the first time, welcome. It's good to see you. Is that your grandbaby? Raiden. Raiden is in the house. Can we say, I always wanted to say hi to Raiden. Hey, Raiden. Hello. Hello, oh. girl. <laughs> How are you, rosy cheeks? <laughs> I love those Campbell's soup cheeks. <laughs> but uh, we say this regularly that um, 
sometimes you're, you're, you're told things about Jesus growing up mm. or you're given an impression of God in the church that you go to or the stories that you hear. But when I actually started reading the book you're holding up, the Bible in Matthew, yeah. Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, I discovered the real Jesus. Yeah. And you won't find a better account of the real Jesus than in the Bible. Yeah. So what you've got to do to know him is you've got to read it. <laughs> you yeah. really yeah. do. Yeah. You can't just go by what a pastor's told you right. or what a church class taught you. Or what a ministry is taught. You've got to know him for yourself. Amen. And the best place to see God in the flesh, the best written account we have, is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Yeah. And we see the real Jesus in the flesh. And this is a big deal. And, and, and I think most believers would agree with what I'm saying. But when it comes to living your daily life, then you can kind of run into some, some issues. For example... Hmm. Uh, healing was a big deal in my life. I was sick most of my life. And I didn't know if it was God's will for me to be this way or I've heard a bunch of different people say things and, 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 I, and I prayed sometimes I received healing, sometimes I didn't. And, and then I started, you know, I, I, I started learning and studying Jesus in the Bible. Yeah. And I found he said things and did things that were different than what some pastors had told me. Yeah. For example, I was dealing with some issues in my respiratory system, my spine, and different things. And, and there was a, some saying that, well, you know, God allowed that to happen or put that into your life to, to teach you something or to make you stronger. But the thing, I wasn't stronger. I was getting weaker. Yeah. Sickness yeah. doesn't make you stronger. Never. Never. Ever. It makes you weaker. Yeah. Sickness yeah. is the incipient of death. If it, if it was allowed to continue its course, you would get weaker and weaker and die, right? Yeah. But I looked at Jesus, and I couldn't find one place where he told anyone that. Hmm. That's right. <laughs> you, you go through the Gospels and Acts. Yeah. You find one place where Jesus said to anyone who needed healing, well, the Father gave that to you hmm. to teach you something. No. You won't find it. Yeah. So now this is real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a decision to make. Do I go with what I've been told? Right. Or do I go with the Jesus in the Gospels? Right. Yes. Because right. he's the same, isn't he? Yeah. Every day. He hasn't changed one That's bit. That's right, not a bit. He's glorified now. He's in a glorified body at the right hand of the Father, but his nature is the same. Yeah. Amen. That's right. So this is a big deal. Yeah. So you've got to decide in your own life, yes. which Jesus am I going to go with? That's right. Will the real Jesus please stand up? That's right. right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sickness is... Uh, literally the enemy of god absolutely it's the exact opposite. counter opposite of who he is because uh, he is literal life yes uh, proverbs 4 20 through uh, 22 says uh, my son attend unto my words mm -hmm. incline thine ear unto my sayings let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thy heart why for they my words are life life you know god and his word are one in the same to know God, I can only get to know him first through his word. That's John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Yeah. Psalms and Proverbs both say that God never changes. So if God and his word were one, then God and his word are one. That's right. mm. So it, like Pastor Joe is saying, to get to know God, I got to first get to know his word. Yeah. That's right. You know, three times Satan came to Jesus, and he's such a loser because he came to him at his weakest point. Mm -hmm. Notice the enemy is so weak and so small. He had to wait for Jesus right. to not have anything to eat for 40 days right. in the desert. Right. 
And he finds him at his weakest point because he's such a scumbag sissy. He is. And, and, and he's defeated. And he waits, and from a distance, he begins to talk to the Lord. And instead of the Lord, uh, you know, telling the devil how he felt, he answers him three times mm. with what? What is written. You know, it, there, is, there shouldn't be any guess uh, for, for anyone who's got five minutes a day to read their New Testament. There should never be any guess whether God is for you or God is out to bless you or God wants to help you. And all that other religious garbage that doesn't line up with his word, man, put, put, put a stop to that. Don't even let that get into your ears because that's, that's death. You know, uh, those things will rob you. Yeah. You know, it, 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 and that's what Jesus said in John 10.10. 10. It is the thief yep. that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. But Jesus said, I've only come that you might have life. Yeah. Yeah. So sickness, disease, poverty uh, is the enemy of God. In fact, Galatians 3.13. Sorry, I'm preaching a second. Here you go, baby, says, go. says that Christ, remember it's not his last name, so translate it. The anointing, yes. translated, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God has redeemed us Amen. from the curse of the law, which is three things, poverty, sickness, yep. and death. You know, those three things are the enemy of God. Amen. God doesn't use those things to teach us anything or to guide us. He only has life to give. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's you right. know, can I share one Good, little man. thing here? That's why you're here, man. In Mark 9, uh, in Mark 9, if you got a Bible, I'm going to read this out of the Message Bible. Verse 14 says, When they came back down the mountain to the, other, to the other disciples, they saw a huge crowd around them and the religious scholars cross-examining them. As soon as the people in the crowd saw Jesus, admiring excitement stirred them. They ran and greeted him. He asked, What's going on? What's all the commotion? A man out of the crowd answers. He says, Teacher, I brought my mute son, made speechless by a demon to you. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth. He grinds his teeth. He goes stiff as a board. I told your disciples hoping they could deliver him, but they couldn't. Jesus said, what a generation. No sense of God. How many times do I have to go over these things with you? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy to me. They brought him. When the demon saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a seizure, causing him to writhe on the ground and foam at the mouth. He asked the boy's father, how long has this been going on? He said, ever since he was a little boy. Many times it pitches him into uh, the fire or the river to do away with him. Stop right there. You know, there are evil forces and they have one uh, common goal in mind, to do away with you. To yep. do away with your ministry, to do away with your effectiveness. Amen. You know, you can just read this one passage and realize that uh, demon forces, evil, sickness, disease, and poverty is no friend of Jesus. No. Amen. And you know the rest of the story. He looks at the man. The man says, Lord, if you can help me, if you can help me, if you can help my son, please do so. And Jesus said, it's not an if. There's no ifs about it. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Mm -hmm. And I love this portion because I think 
growing up, maybe I missed out on this. I came from a, a real strong word of faith home. But this shows such a, an honest, tender side of God that, that a lot of churches miss out on. The man cries and he says, Lord, I, I want to believe. Will you help my unbelief? And Jesus cast the demon out of his son instantly. You know, God's never trying to withhold anything for you. And here's the big part that I, I'm, I'm realizing. It's, it's, it's not even on your shoulders. That's right. Even when this you're in a place it. where yep. you feel like, I can't believe, I don't have the faith. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, that's all right. Today we'll use my faith. That's Never right. let the enemy, you know, if the enemy can't keep you away from church or serving God, then once you're doing it, he'll tell you, you'll never have enough faith. Mm -hmm. And check this out. It's not about your faith. It's always going to be about his faith. Amen. We just simply throw up our arms and we yield and say, thank you, Lord. Wherever my faith runs out and I don't know where it's at, your faith picks right back up. That's right. That's it. That's He's so truly good. for us. That's so Never good. against us. That's so good. Amen. You know, if you look at that passage, it's so powerful. The first thing he says, uh, let's find that verse again. What, what, uh, what a generation. No sense of God. Yeah. In other words, they don't realize how good he is. Yeah. And this shouldn't be of, said of us now because it's already been written. He's already done what he's done. We should never believe that God would ever do anything like make someone sick never. or allow someone to be sick. Yeah. Never. Yep. And in fact, you know, you study out what Jesus said there. How's it saying the message? He said, how long? Uh, Jesus said in verse uh, uh, 23, if, he said, there are no ifs among believers. Anything yeah. can happen. Yeah. And then he said, then I believe. Help me with my doubts. And I'm trying to find it in the message here. Ever since he was a little boy. Oh, if you can do anything. Um, have a heart and help us. I'm still missing it in my little phone here. Dumb right. and deaf spirit community. Come on. <laughs> Stay with me. Yeah, it's verse 23. Let me get a different yeah. translation. Hold on a second. Yeah, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Yes. Joe, you brought up something there that's huge. And I got caught up in this where the focus of my Christian walk became my faith. Yeah. yeah. And I've got to have more faith. Yeah. I've got to read my Bible more. I've got to do more. I've got to, and what, did that, what is that? That's a work. Yeah. Now I'm trying to live life mm. in my own strength. Yeah. And the reality of this, if you study it out, and, and, and I, I've, I've, the way that this, really Jesus is exhorting him to put his faith in Jesus, the man. Yes. Yes. In other words, if you can believe, if your faith can be put in me, anything can happen. That's right. Yes. That's right. And that helped me tremendously. Instead of trying to have faith, yeah, yeah. I just lean on him. So good. And let him be so my faith. Good. That's right. And it takes the yeah. pressure off. Now yeah. I don't have to be a super Christian. Yeah. Right? And I, and I don't have to say, oh, I can't be healed because I don't have enough faith. Wow. No. Jesus is my faith. Yes. Yeah. He's the enablement to he, do he all is. things. Philippians 4.13 says, yeah. I can do all things through Christ. Exactly. It's Including everything. believing. Exactly. <laughs> Even not, it, it all means all. All means everything. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Man, that's good stuff. It is. So don't get down on yourself saying, I don't have enough faith. Yeah. That's not true anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Faith was deposited in you. Yes. Amen. Romans. Uh, uh, God made human yeah. beings with faith. That's right. We're made He's, to do it. I saw yeah. something we were watching. Hmm. What's that show we were watching, Judah? Brain Games? And uh, they study the brain. They show all these different, I don't even know what channels on. We watch it on Netflix. 
but um, it's called Brain Games. They're talking about the human brain and how it can be fooled. And they said something that was interesting. They were talking about evolution. They said, but the human brain, we found its default mm. setting is trust. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't know why, but I know. God built us that way. Yes. He made us mm. to trust him. And our brains are wired that way. Yes. That's your default setting, faith. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Isn't that good? That's amazing. I, I believe it's, I think it's Romans 12. Let me just look here. I think it's Romans 12, 3 says, He has dealt to every man yeah, right. the measure yeah. of faith. Yeah. And, and, and I tell you, it's so cool to know that, that we all got the same measure. Yes. You have the same measure that, that Jesus has. Mm. The same measure. There's not a measure. It's the measure. Yeah. You know, it, it, we, uh, something I'm learning is no word in this Bible is written by accident. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. little words like all literally means all, total. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it says uh, the, it literally means singular, the, not a. And so when I read that, that's saying there is a, uh, uh, there is a specific measure, mm -hmm. and he's given us all the same one. So you don't have a greater one than someone who's not a minister has. No. Billy Graham <laughs> didn't have a greater measure of faith than, than you or I did. Wow. Or someone who's just walking in and giving their heart to the Lord today. They have the same measure of faith. It's like having 24 hours in a day. We all have it. It, it's what we do with it that makes yeah. the difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we all have the same measure of faith, but it's, it's what we do with that. Yeah. And check this out. Nobody's stretched it to its maximum. No, that's for sure. It's not, never Limitless. been stretched to its maximum. Amen. Yeah, that's amazing. It's endless. How far will you take it? So I found, I, I think of it in, in a loving relationship, faith yeah. is a natural outgrowth of that it's a natural fruit of it yes. so for example I, I think of our kids you know from the time they were little they've never had any question that we would feed them right. or that they didn't say dad do you mind paying the heating bill this month because it's kind of cold <laughs> um can you turn up the thermostat yeah these questions don't even enter their mind mm. and so they're living in faith and they don't even know it yeah. They're not saying, okay, Dad, I'm going to have more faith in you today. I, I believe you're, Mom, I believe you're going to make breakfast for me this morning. I really believe it. <laughs> uh, can you imagine if your kids walked around the house talking like that? Yeah. I believe that you're going to make breakfast for me. I believe yeah. that something's wrong. Yeah. But sometimes you can kind of get in that mindset mm -hmm. Man, that's good in a Christian life. Well, I believe you're going to. No. We, we focus on who he is and the faith comes. It yes. just grows. Yes. So sometimes we try and focus on faith to get more faith. Yeah. And that can really be a, a, a downward spiral. Yeah. You know, instead of focusing on how much he is, how much he loves us, how good he is, what he's already done. And the faith is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So just by our children knowing us and living with us, they, they know eating, drinking, having what they need is a given. Yes. Yes. It's, they've never had to question it. They've never had to study to figure that out. Yeah. It, love really solves just about it. It solves everything. That's right. Does it. it does. Knowing everything. how much he loves us. You know, uh, the enemy used to tell me, and I grew up in church, and uh, my whole life I've been born again, grew up in a pastor's home. And what you just said is so true. The enemy used to tell me all the time, uh, you don't have enough faith for that. Yeah. Right. You sure. know, uh, you don't have enough faith for this. I remember the first time I wanted to go on a missions trip, and it was going to cost X amount of dollars. And the enemy said, you don't have enough faith for that. 
You, you hardly have enough faith to put a tank of gas in your car. You don't have enough faith to go on that trip. And I, I, I learned this from a, a, a pastor friend. He said, you know, I spent all those years and one day the enemy was telling him they weren't going to have enough. He didn't have enough faith to believe God for their new church building. And he said, out of my spirit, he said, I heard these words just come up and said, I know, but I'm going to have it anyway. <laughs> I know, you're probably right. I probably don't have enough faith, but he's going to give it to me anyway. You know, when we settle the fact that he's just always good and the devil's always bad and that he always tells the truth and the devil's always a liar, you can just throw up your arms. When the devil says, hey, you don't have enough, you're not going to have enough, you just go, yeah, you might be right, but guess what? I'm going to have it anyway. I'm just going to go ahead and have it anyway because he's good. He's good. Amen. This is, this is, this is huge. So it's not based on what I do, but what he's done. Yeah. That's what moves us to the next one, who he is. So yeah. if you realize how much he loves you, how good he is, yeah. that moves you right into what he's done for you. Amen. <laughs> you know? Everything. Which is a demonstration of who he is. Yes. You know, that's why he healed, because he's the healer. Yes. You know, he wasn't uh, trying to be Ooh. something special for a specific time in history to prove a point. Yeah. He just came to earth and revealed who he was. Yes. And that never changed. He's always been that way. He's always been the healer. Yeah. So it moves us into what he's done for us. And man, you know, uh, I think that the, the catch-all to me, what is it? Um, 2 Corinthians one twenty, It says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in amen. Christ. Yeah. And through him, the amen is spoken by us. Amen. So that's what you do with your faith amen. right there. Amen. So I realize that he loves me with a perfect love. Yes. Not because of what I've done, but because that's who he is. He just, he's always going to love is. me with all of his heart, no matter what I do. Yes. That really sets you free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can totally blow it and it doesn't change how he feels about me. Yeah. doesn't change how it's And that gives me a confidence to get back up again. Yeah. Right? Because that love is so strong. It's stronger than my mistakes. It's stronger than my failures. That's right. And now, so Jesus came and he took, my, he took our place. He took the curse yeah. of sin upon himself. He descended into hell, that incinerator for us. He rose from the dead for us. And now every yeah. promise from Genesis to Revelation yes. got stamped with a big fat yes. Yes. And That's so right. we exercise our faith yeah. by agreeing with what Jesus did. Yeah. And amen. we say, amen. Amen. Jesus himself bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. Yes, yes, The chastisement yes. needful for me to yes. enjoy shalom, wholeness was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, I have been healed. Amen. Amen. Right? That's right. And we don't speak according to how we feel. Yeah. We speak according to what he's done. Yes. You said that earlier. That's uh, right. This is huge. This yeah. is huge. It's all about him. It, it, just, it, just, it really that's is. That's the thing I'm realizing. I have to tell myself all the time. It, 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 it's all about him. Man, that's I just so say good. that. Like, it's, it's all about him. When, you know, the enemy wants us to focus on, on us. Uh, you mm. know, think about all yeah. of the negative thoughts that try and come your way. And they're focused on you. Either uh, you in a way of your situation, your failure, your past your future yeah. and and all it is well we we see this throughout the bible you know peter walking on the water he only started to sink because he took his eyes off of jesus and he got his eyes on other things including himself 
You know, the, the um, children of Israel did not possess the promised land uh, in a timely fashion that they were supposed to. Why? Because they took their eyes off of his word. Yep. Moses said, God said, this is our land. We are to go in and possess it. When they came out, only two men had kept their eyes focused. Uh, they, and it was, the, it was the voice of their testimony. When Joshua and Caleb came out, they said, it's still our land. Yep. Because God said. They Remember what? Like and for 40 <laughs> days in that land, they were the only two men that kept the focus on what God said. Amen. And so this has been happening through history. To have success, Joshua 1.8 says, I keep this book of the law before my eyes in my mouth coming out of my mouth in the midst of my heart why yeah. so I can be exactly mm -hmm. it, notice it doesn't say uh, that he's going to make me successful right. it says then thou shalt, shalt make, make thy way prosperous yeah. and then thou shalt have good success yes. my success is based on yes. my focus yeah. but here's the coolest thing if yes. you've lost your focus it's not going to change anything because his grace is going to pick it up for that's you right. that's exactly right this is literally our day of salvation, and now is the accepted time. It's it. It's here. Yeah. It's here. It's too easy to it's preach here. in here. It, it, it's it. It's it. <laughs> yeah. This is a. This can such a subtle difference because mm. you're realizing all things are possible. All things. It's, all this things. is limitless. Yeah. All I've got to do is keep my focus on Jesus. Yes. Are you kidding me? You talked about a guy walking on water. Are yeah. you serious? That's right. Who told you that? It's in the Word. Peter. Yes. Walked on water. Yes. It's not possible. Yeah, but that's the thing is, uh, it's just with, not with God, all things are possible. <laughs> all so things. A guy walks on water. Yeah. By focusing on Jesus. That's just a small one. There's a guy in there that killed a giant. There's a guy oh, in there that built an ark. You know, it took Noah between 55 and 75 years to build that ark, and he did it on a word from God. Yeah. Yeah. And him and his, his family and all those animals. You know, all these impossible things. Sometimes we think uh, they're like this, this fiction thing. But, but this is all truth. Yeah. yeah. This, every word in this book, I like what Lester Summerall used to say. He said, I believe every word. I even believe the maps. <laughs> the whole thing is truth. Sometimes you'll read the Bible and hear these fantastic stories of like Samson killing a thousand uh, false prophets with the jawbone of a donkey, or you know uh, Elisha taking a garment and beating it uh, on a a, a, a the lake of water. Yeah. yeah. And it parting, or, or Moses raising his staff and parting the Red Sea. And the Bible says they literally, think about this. It wasn't a miracle enough that, that, the, that the whole ocean or the sea opened up, but they actually crossed on dry land. That means that the water got so uh, uh, evaporated out of that sand that it was perfectly dry. And every word of it is true. That's amazing. I'm it's impossible. I'm standing up. I can't sit down, Joey. Yeah. It's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Nothing is impossible. All things are possible with All him. things. We're All water things. walking people. That's right. Hey, I've got a word from the Lord. Go. go I do. Brother. Go and ahead. it's for uh, Jerome, is your name? And Patty. Isn't it something? I know your faces, and, but I'd be honest with you. Uh, before I even realized you were here, and I'd forgotten that you went to church here. But during worship, um, I would never embarrass you. But I, I, uh, I saw a, a vision uh, uh, of you laying hands on, on uh, well, I saw a vision of you laying hands on other men. And I saw uh, um, 
Well, the word junk coming out of their veins. And, and uh, I, 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 the whole reason I was reading that story about Jesus casting out the, the demon out of that young man, I saw you doing that. And I know about your program. I don't, I don't claim to know a whole lot about it uh, or even about you, but the Lord literally spoke, said, Jerome and Patty. And in that second, I saw you over there and I started crying. I was like, Lord, what do you got in mind? And I saw you laying hands on other men and what would take a year would happen in a day. Amen. And people would Amen. go free. And here's the coolest thing. I saw brand new veins forming in people's arms. That, that have, yes. uh, and I saw brand new lungs being replaced uh, like, like children's lungs. Like as if there was never any smoke or any, any uh, harmful fumes. I saw uh, uh, people getting brand new hearts and brand new minds in an instant. Mm. Because as he is, so are you now. Yes. And I, I'm supposed to pray for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Come here. Amen. God's so good. God can do in an instant what it would take science and technology. And check this out. The work of a natural discipline, God can do in a moment. That's right. What would take years, God can do in a moment. That young man uh, who, who they brought to Jesus, he had been demon-possessed his whole life. Mm -hmm. And in a moment, he was free. When the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5 came to Jesus, she had been bedfast sick, seeing every doctor in the land spent everything she had, but was rather grew worse. In a minute, in a second, she was completely healed. God will do for you and through you for others in a second. And what science can't do and what personal discipline and work and even fasting and being motivated to get a way up, all of a sudden God will use you in these last days and you'll lay your hands on the sick, you'll lay your hands on the oppressed, you'll lay your hands on the disease and God will go in and dry up every negative thing and it could be they've been doing these things for 50 or 60 years and all of a sudden they got brand new blood they've got a brand new mind and it won't be a work it won't be something they're trying to do it will be all Jesus and for the rest of their life they'll have you to think and they'll have him to glorify and they'll say I met this man I met this couple and, and he laid his hands upon me and he spoke a word that changed my life it literally created life in me and where I was once dead now I've been found where I once lost now I've been found. I've been brought back to life. It must be Jesus. And these are the days for the suddenlies. And these are the times to believe that. And so today, yeah, I'm just supposed to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Come on, church. To rise up. Yeah. He'll be the prophet in many, in many lives. And you will speak the word of God in due season and that word will go forth. It'll change everything because that's what the word does. It will come in and change everything. In supernatural, undeniable experiences with Christ you will have. So today, fresh empowerment fresh anointing mm, the Christ in you the hope of glory and the Christ in you the hope of glory hallelujah mm. thank you Lord for the anointing that removes the burdens and destroys the yokes and for the tens of thousands of people that are coming in need
and finding Jesus. Now, I dare you to start exercising that even today and start practicing. Hey, we're going to put our hands on this. We're going to curse this. And you watch, he will confirm his word with signs. That's all he does. He confirms his word. When we step out on his word, he's right there to confirm it. And people go, oh, my God, this is working. Amen. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I don't even, I woke up this morning, I don't even need sick. I don't even want to smoke anymore. Amen. And all of a sudden, it'll be one miracle after a miracle after a miracle. Yeah. After a miracle. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Praise That's good. Yes. Go and do it. Amen. Let's pray in the spirit a little bit. Here, Joe. Somebody here, uh, another uh, thing that came up earlier, uh, your, your sleep life is just horrible. You only get a few hours a night and, and uh, you've thought about a new mattress, you've thought about medication, but, but, uh, but Jesus said that your sleep from this day forward, you'll, you'll get the seven, eight hours that you need, and so just rest in that word. Amen. And just receive it. If that's you, just lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, I receive Lord. rest. Thank he you, gives Lord. his beloved rest. That means, Amen. translated, that means sweet sleep. Yes. And so you'll sleep all night long. You'll see tonight, it won't be like it was even last night or even in days. This has been going on for some, for, for, for years. But it's a whole new day. And so you'll lie down tonight and you'll just go right into a deep sleep and your rim cycle will be full. Hallelujah. And you'll wake up refreshed and relaxed. So just claim that. Claim that now that I have sweet Thank sleep. Thank you, Father. I tap into sweet sleep. Thank you, Lord. You are my peace. Thank you, you are my peace. And you'll see. You'll see it won't even be anything you do. You might even be skeptical right now saying that couldn't be for me, but it's for you. It's for you. It's for anyone who believes. Hallelujah. Yeah, and, and, and migraine headaches. Somebody's been dealing with migraine headaches. You've been dealing with them, and it doesn't seem like they're getting any better, but right now I curse those headaches. I curse you migraines in Jesus' name right now. Who is that? Who is that? You've got migraine headaches. Come on down here if that's you. Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. If you'll be bold enough to, to come down, I'll be bold enough to pray for you. Who else? Who else had migraine headaches? Amen. Jesus is so good. It could be for more than one person. You know, he died for every migraine. Amen. Just stand right up here facing me. Praise the Lord. God's good. Now, migraine headaches, we curse you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. Peace in your mind right now because of Jesus. Jesus crushed, crushed yep. that on the cross. Absolutely. And because he lives, you go free. Hallelujah. No more migraines. Mm, mm, mm. You leave this man and never come back. Never come back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now just go rejoicing, thanking him. He's the one that does it. He's the one that did it. Thank you, Lord, for sis here. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Migraine's gone. In Jesus' name, you leave her and never come back. Nothing will bother you. No more sound. You watch. Nothing's going to bother you. That pressure, as a, it's, it, it, you're not going to be able to find it. You won't be able to find it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Mm. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank Not because I said it so, but because Jesus Hallelujah. paid the price. And he said, it is finished. Hallelujah. You watch, you won't be able to find it. Thank you. Yeah, thank him. Yeah, you won't be able to find it. You won't be able to find it. Amen. Yeah. I, I, I remember uh, probably 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I was preaching in Illinois, and I had a word of, of knowledge during the worship. In fact, I had seven words of knowledge that night. I wrote them all down during the worship. I didn't want to forget one of them. I told a lady she had uh, disc trouble in her back. And I said, uh, uh, we're going to come against that. The Lord's going to line up your back, and, and you won't be able to find the pain. She looked at me, and she said, wouldn't that be wonderful? I said, it's going to be wonderful. You won't be able to find the pain. She said, oh, I hope so. I said, that's the thing is, is, is you won't be able to find it. And she said, you think so? I said, I know so. Yes. I know it like I know my own name. You know, this stuff works. Yes. He wouldn't have said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover if that sequence wouldn't be exactly what happens exactly every single right. time. Well, how come God heals some and doesn't heal others? Where's that at? That's not, that's not truth. It's not in the Word. God heals everybody. He heals for everybody. Everybody every, every time. Every single everybody time. every time. Yeah. Everybody every time. Now, some people get, get, get talked out of it and, and they'll say, well, I don't feel any different. See, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing right there. Well, I don't feel any different. Well, we're not going by what we feel. We're going by the word. You know, the feelings in your body have no choice but to line themselves up with your words. Mm. Think about that statement. The feelings of my body do not get... They're, they're, it's not like I am a body. I am a spirit. I possess this body. I have ownership of this. We sometimes forget that we're in control of this. And so when I say you're healed, I'm only saying what his word says. Well, some people will walk out the back door and they'll say, well, I guess I didn't get it. And then all of a sudden their body starts lining up with not getting it. But you did get it. That's right. In fact, he got it for you. That's right. So we're just simply declaring what already is. Paul said, I speak those things that be not as though they were. He wasn't saying that they're not. He's saying currently I see it this way in the natural so it looks like it's not but I'm saying what is because of what he said it is. So his word says you are healed. That's right. That's why I say you won't be able to find it. You could look for it. I wouldn't encourage you won't find it. I dare you to try and find it. I dare you to try and find it. If you can find it, he's a liar. Amen. I was in India. Oh, 15 years ago. In the first night of the crusade, we had three nights. And I just heard the voice of the Lord come up. He said, if I can't do miracles in this meeting, I don't exist. And I said, okay, is that what we're starting with? And I thought, wow, this is either going to shut it down or just jack people up to a higher level. And it kept coming to me. And the Lord was saying, if I can't heal bodies tonight, I'm worthless. I'm not worth believing in. Yeah. Come on. And I got up and I said, I want you to say, I told my translator, I want you to, they were translating it three times into three different languages. So it literally took four times as long to preach. So a 15 minute message <laughs> took one hour because I would say it and then this person would say it in a language and this person would say it in a different language and then that person. And I started off and I said, if Jesus does not do miracles tonight, he's a liar, heaven's not real, and hell doesn't exist. I said, but if he heals one body, then you'll know that he is the true and living God. 
And they started bringing them. They started bringing people to the front. We didn't even have to lay hands on them. We just commanded healing over that crowd. 3,000 plus people in an open field. And it took so many hours for people, testimony after testimony, that I had to leave to be back for the next day's service. I couldn't stay long. They were going way past 10 o'clock at night. People testifying, I've been healed of this. I've been healed of that. That was the first time I ever saw someone of elephantitis where the Lord started to shrink the thing that was affecting them. Three years ago, we were in Mexico. I started to share this last night. I didn't lay hands on a person. I said, imagine Jesus is laying his hands on you. I said, close your eyes. Imagine his hands are going on you. Can sickness stay in his presence? Nope. Can migraines stay in his presence? Can cancer live and abide and thrive in his presence? No. Because every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Cancer bows its knee. Diabetes bows its knee. Your blood sugar is lining up. You with diabetes. Your blood sugar is being made normal. You watch. You watch. It's going to take less and less of that insulin. And all you'll have left is a miracle to tell people about. I don't know how it happened. It must be Jesus. And this elderly woman, she jumped up in Mexico, in Oaxaca, a little village called Cacalote. They said, imagine Jesus is praying for you. And I prayed a simple prayer. They said, Jesus healed them all. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And I turned the mic over to the pastor. And this lady, early 70s, she jumped up and started shouting in Spanish. She came down front, and I don't speak enough Spanish to understand what she was saying. I said, what is going on? The pastor said, hold on one second. And he's listening. And he said something about her eye. Something happened. She woke up seven years previous one morning and her uh, left eye was blind. Could not see a blood clot. And in that moment, nobody laid hands on her. We simply spoke the word. Amen. Remember when uh, uh, J- uh, in Mark 5, the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus was on his way to a man's house by the name of Jairus. He was the ruler of the synagogue. And when they got there, the, the servants, the family said, don't bother the master any longer. The girl is already passed. And Jesus gets a hold of him. And he says, only believe. It's not too late. Only believe. It's not too late. Only believe. You know what? He went in to the girl's room and Jesus marveled and he goes, hey, she's just sleeping. Now here's a question. Did they make a major mistake? Did they forgot to check her pulse? No, it's never too late. And here's a, a revelation word for you that'll help you. It's literally never too late. Ever. God can literally go into our past. This is trippy. But see, he stands in the middle of time. So nothing, when we say nothing's impossible with him, we live in a three-dimensional world. And so if we can touch it, see it, smell it, handle it, then it must be. And what is our reality, according to science, is whatever is happening right now. But that's not God's reality because he stands in the middle of time. So something that happened to you 11 years ago an old injury, 
He can go back 11 years in your past as if it never happened. The day that you started doing drugs, he can go back as if it never happened. And all of a sudden, it catches up to your now, and you're completely whole. When I say there's nothing impossible, that means he's unlimited. That's right. He raised Lazarus after four days. Just to be a reminder to you and me here in 2018 that he's unlimited. Unlimited. He turned water into wine, the first miracle. If you know anything about wine, it literally takes months, sometimes even years, to get the, the process of grapes to become the finished product of barreled wine and then bottled. Jesus did it in seconds. Seconds. And you know why? He simply did it for you right here and now to look back and go, he's unlimited. There's nothing impossible. Nothing impossible. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's never too late. It's never too late. Never. It's never, never too late. Yeah. Someone needs that. It's never, never too, too late. late. Yeah. You've been through a lot and you think you've missed it, but it's no. never too <laughs> late. Yeah. You mean after all I've been through and, and all the years that have passed, it can still happen? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. It's a new day. He can do what the last 30 years could never do. Yeah. In a moment. Yes. Just take him at his word. You know, one of the greatest healing evangelists that ever walked the planet, a man by the name of Smith Wigglesworth, did not even start preaching the gospel until he was in his 60s. He spent his whole life as a carpenter. He served the Lord as a young man, and then he got his heart grew cold, he said. And he got away from God, and he got busy. But he was married to a Holy Ghost woman. And she told him, she said, Smith... She said, I'm going to that revival tonight. And he said, no, you're not. You're going to stay here and cook me dinner. He said, I have a long day tomorrow, and you're my wife. And she said, Smith, I love you. She said, but I am going to that revival, and I will cook your dinner, and it will be here, and it'll be set aside in a plate, and you'll eat, and you'll live. But I am going to that revival, because as much as I love you, I love Jesus more. And he was so backslidden. This is a man that used to to, uh, serve the Lord in his early days as a young man with the Salvation Army. This is way back in the early 1900s. And he said, if you go to that revival, you might come home and find yourself locked out of this house. (laughs) And she said, that may very well be. And I will sleep right outside. And I'll see you in the morning. And I'll make you breakfast. And he said, have it your way. She went to that revival and you know she got home. And he locked her out. <laughs> and he opened the door in the morning. And she literally was asleep up against the door. I read this in a book. And she fell in and came conscious and literally somersaulted into the kitchen. And she jumped up and she grabbed her husband and she kissed him. And she said, hey, baby, what do you want for breakfast? <laughs> and Smith Wigglesworth said, that was the day that my heart broke by the love of God. And he said, I got on my knees and I cried out, please forgive me. I'm so backslidden. I'm so lost. Can you help me? And his wife prayed for him. He went on to be one of the greatest healing evangelists that's ever on the planet. 
known all over Europe, all over the world. They, they have accounts of over 12 people raised from the dead under his ministry. He walked into a funeral one time, uninvited, and he grabbed a man out of the casket, true story. And he raised him up and he said, Brother so-and-so has a testimony to tell you. <laughs> and he put him against the wall and he fell to the ground. And he picked him up. He said, I said he has a testimony to tell you. And he, he put him against the wall. And he fell to the ground. And the, the, the men of the meeting, they said that they were ready to take Brother Wigglesworth out and beat him. He wasn't supposed to be there. But the Lord had woke him up in the middle of the night and said, you will go raise that man because I've given him a testimony. And it was six times before, uh, it was the seventh time he let him go. And that man woke up and said, I've seen heaven and I've met Jesus and it's real. And the whole congregation at that funeral, all of them gave their heart to the Lord. He's unlimited. It's never too late. Don't quit. Ever. Don't quit. What if he would have stopped on the second time? Exactly. Third time. Yes. So he got arrested, taken out, beaten, something. Yeah. Right? Don't quit. Ever. Don't quit. Yeah. No matter how long it's been, it's yeah. never too late. Never. Jesus. Yes. Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's Praise worship you, him. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you that it's never too late. You're the God of all things. Yes. You're a God who can do anything. Hallelujah. You're a God who's limitless. Hallelujah. Your Hallelujah. power is great. You're the resurrected yes. Christ. You're Thank our Savior. You, it's never too oh, late. Never Nothing's too impossible late. with Nothing's you. Nothing's impossible. Nothing, Lord. Nothing. God, all things are Hallelujah. possible to yes, him who simply believe. trusts in you, we Lord. We trust in you. Thank you, Lord Hallelujah. Jesus. Yes. Thank you, praise Lord you, God. Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise Thank you, Jesus. Nothing is impossible with you. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with you. God of miracles. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Yeah. There are people here that need to know that it is never too late. Never too late. It is never too late. Never too late. It's time to step out of the boat and walk. Yes. On the things you used to think weren't possible. Hallelujah. It's time to walk Hallelujah. with Jesus yes. into the fullness yes. of your destiny. Yes. Don't be afraid Hallelujah. of where the income mm. might come from, of what the next thing might mm. look like, Hallelujah. of how this is going to happen, of how yes. this is going to work, of how these details are going to come together. Mm. Simply follow the leading of the Holy Spirit yes. in your life. The spirit Hallelujah. of the risen Christ, yes. the same spirit that raised him from the dead, is yes. now abiding inside of you. And he will lead you if you'll just lean on him. Yes, yes. Let him mm. lead you past yeah. fear. Yeah. Through, through the, 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 <coughs> the lies of the enemy. Mm. Let him take you right on through it. Right on through, yeah, yeah, yeah into the abundant life, into the fullness of your yeah. calling, yes. into all that he has for you. Yeah. It's not possible in any other way. Hallelujah. But with him. Yes. But with him. But with God, all things are possible. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. If you'd like prayer for anything, come on up. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life 
He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.